Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, Paul Lawrence Good day, good Paul day, Lawrence everyone. Van. This is your host, Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy podcast. And of course, we provide free coaching every Tuesday at 5 p.m. We bring in a new guest and that guest will bring us questions in which they can ask to help them to better understand financial intelligence, financial literacy, money, money mindset, and makes generate some wealth as well as legacy wealth. And of course, I bring on the best of the best. And today we have an expert, Dr. Skia Davis. He's with Skia Davis Sr. And he's with us today to share even more. And this time we're going to be talking about investing in the stock market and all things that's a part of that. So without further ado, I want to introduce Dr. Skia Davis Sr. Welcome, my friend. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Beautiful snowy day in Brooklyn. All right. Beautiful. Another beautiful snowy day in Maryland. <laughs> so we're, we're really enjoying it. It's just a great time of the year. And what we want people to take away from each of these sessions is we want them to be able to get a win. And that win may not be generating wealth, but it would be in acquiring knowledge, acquiring wisdom, and something not only for themselves, the listeners themselves, but also for members of their family so that we can make this a legacy issue uh, going forward. And uh, Dr. Davis has taken out some of his precious time today uh, to be with us, and we honor his presence each and every time. And this is not going to be the last time. Absolutely. Right, Dr. Davis? Not going to be the last time. Not going to be the last time. We're just getting started. So let's talk a bit about investing in the stock market. Uh, we both are at this time are providing full disclaimers in that we, we're not recommending any stock, particular stock to you because we're not licensed financial planners or we don't uh, work as a hedge fund manager or anything like that. So we want to get that out of the way and we're not licensed to work with clients to purchase and trade stocks. We're just providing our own personal experiences and from the knowledge that we acquire at doing our research. So this will keep us away from the courthouse, uh, Dr. Davis, and that's exactly what we want, right? Exactly. <laughs> so so uh, I had in a previous uh, coaching session, the young lady asked me, well, what is a good stock that I recommend? I said, well, I really can't really refer any stock to you because I'm not licensed to do so. And uh, I would recommend you go to a financial planner and then, you know, the judge won't have to say anything to me. Yes. <laughs> so uh, today, uh, people, um, today people can actually use apps to invest in stock and it doesn't require a lot of money uh, to uh, invest. Uh, for example, some people are using Robinhood, which is an app many people use recently in the GameStop recently. Uh, we're definitely going to get to that. But what I want to talk about today, uh, when it comes to, Dr. Davis, when it comes to investing in the stock market, what uh, has been your experience um, since you, you started that process? And, and uh, you, if you could share that with listeners in regards to the process and how you actually got started. Okay, so I got started uh, a little bit more than 40 years ago. I was broke. So it's very important. I was working hard. I had a pretty good job, but I had a lot of responsibilities. Absolutely. You know? I was taking care of two households. Yes. Uh, I was going through a separation. Mm -hmm. And so I had a commitment to paying two sets of rent. Yes. Rent, 
and you know how expensive rent is in New York. And oh, I was taking care the, of the my, most expensive. The most. I was taking care of my two daughters as a single father. And so I want to say that to say to people, it's not about having money now that you gain, you focus on gaining the knowledge. You gain the knowledge wherever you are, mm -hmm. you see, because right. I had to work at that time to gain the knowledge to be where I am today. If I had just said, well, I'm broke and uh, I got this job, but I had a middle-class job, but I had a lot of expenses. Oh yeah. And so I started to listen to Wall Street Week every Friday night. And I started to look at the principles, P-L-E-S, of yeah. investing. And they've stayed with me yeah. for 40 years. And I'm not an expert. I don't claim to be an expert, mm -hmm. but I do very well for myself mm -hmm. based on these principles. Yeah. And I am self-directed in my investments because oh, I educated myself. Mm -hmm. 40 years of education. I listened to CNBC and Bloomberg every day during the, during when the market is over. I'm listening. I, I'm not on CNN, MSNBC, or anything else. I'm on the business channels. Not just because I'm interested in, in investing, but I'm also in, interested in the economy and what is going on in the economy and how that impacts me, my family, your family, and our people. Black yes. people, brown people, people yes. of all different backgrounds in the USA. So I just want to say that, so the first principle is educating yourself, mm -hmm. having that confidence. The second principle that a lot of people hear is buy low, it's sell high. high. Right. And that's very good advice, but there's a caveat to that. And you get this caveat through your own research. And that is, for instance, Last year, I purchased Pinterest. Yes. When Pinterest so, was social media site. Yes. Social media, seventeen dollars. Mm -hmm. I've stuck with Pinterest. Mm -hmm. So ten months later, nine months later, Pinterest is at eighty-two dollars. Mm -hmm. Now, some of my friends and colleagues who were taking this ride with me, they may have started at Pinterest when it was thirty dollars. It got up to forty and fifty dollars. They sold. They sold high. Right. right? Uh -huh. But you sell high or you hold. That's another thing they don't tell you about. Exactly. You hold on to a stock if you think the stock has more to run. Yeah. And that is based on looking at the balance sheet of that stock, sure. looking at the CEO and the kinds of decisions that mm -hmm. CEO is making. Mm -hmm. Board of directors. Board of directors and all Everything. of that. Mm -hmm. So that's another principle. You got to educate yourself. And you just can't go by cliches. Cliches have a lot of meaning, but it's beyond that. Another principle that is, is very, very critical is that when you look at your background, you have to know your own investment background. Now, some people Absolutely. look and they say, well, I, that's capitalism. I'm not going to invest, right? <laughs> and that's, they say, that's just a word. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we live in a capitalist society. Sure. And but we have to understand that the net worth of most families are based in two areas. That's real estate, right? And the equity you have in real estate and the equity you have in the stock market. Correct. So there's a basic principle that says it's not how much you make, make. salary, it's not how much you save. Right. is how much you invest wisely. 
Yes. Right? Yes. And so, so that's, that's, a, that's a trinity. That's a trinity. Absolutely. And so that's another critical principle that yeah. people have to understand. And the people who may be saying, well, you know, I'm not interested in the market. If you are working for a company or for the city or for the state or for the federal government, guess what? You have a pension. And guess what that pension fund is investing in? It's the stock, stock market. market. Exactly. Yeah. So some people look and they say, well, I'm amazed at how many people don't know the options that they have in their pension plans. So they, they put money in. Uh -huh. Sometimes the company matches it. You sure. know, the company says, you put 5% of your salary in, we'll match, match it for 5%. It. Exactly. And so they put it in and the company decides where that 10% is going, what stocks, what bonds, et cetera. But in most pension plans, if you have the knowledge, you, you have choices. Yourself. Yeah. And you can go in there and you can make choices that may be better than the choices that the pension plan is making for you, your company is making for you, which is generally based on an algorithm. So exactly. it's just basically, this is your age, so we're gonna invest maybe 80% because you're young in stocks and 20% in bonds, <laughs> et cetera. Exactly. So, and sometimes you're investing in company stock. For sure. And the company stock is limited too, unless you're in high flying companies, growth companies like Nike, right? Correct. That's right. Companies That's right. like that. Mm -hmm. So you have to know that you're in the market. Most of us are in the market, whether we like, like it or, like not. or not. And the question is, are we going to be a winner in that market or, or not? So that's another very important thing to really say. So don't look, don't look down on it. Look and say, okay, what can I do? Because when I invest, I'm thinking about my family. And when I say my family, I mean my immediate nuclear family. Exactly. Yes. I'm thinking about my extended family, my mm -hmm. brothers, my sisters. You know, exactly. because if I'm making it in the market and they need something or vice versa, right? We can take care of that. But I'm also thinking about institutions and I'm thinking about friends. So there are times I'm able to help friends who may be struggling through a period like now. Sure, and right? it's pretty tough right now as well. So you can, you can help friends. You can, you can take some of the monies that you make and put into the United Negro College Fund uh -huh. because that's going to create more uh, wealth in the, in the black community. Get, getting that education. College students. Mm -hmm. You can invest some of that money into Museum. the uh, Smithsonian. Right, African-American Museum of History and Culture. Absolutely. So there are so many things that you can do. But the important thing that you're doing is you're not at the whim of... Uh, you know, system, which the system, the system doesn't care whether you are investing or not. You know, right. the system, when you don't have money and you can't pay your rent mm -hmm. or you can't pay your mortgage, sure. you know, there's a problem. Or if you want to invest and then move forward. There's another thing I, I want to say that's very, very important. Another principle is to invest early. And often. And often. <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs> So I have a son uh -huh. and my son is 28 now. Mm -hmm. So from the time he was in his early twenties, I started, you know, this whole thing about legacy wealth. Exactly. Which is so important. Very I important. I said, okay, if he's making 
30 or 40,000 dollars at 22 or 23, he's eligible for a Roth IRA, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. So you take that Roth IRA, so I can look at what I've done in investments and I can say, okay, I'm gonna draw down $5,000 from here and I'm gonna give it to him and a Roth IRA that we have in Fidelity. Exactly. Fidelity is an investment company, very highly regarded. And now at 22, 23, my son is getting that $5,000 every year, which mm -hmm. is the limit which, which of is, a Roth. Yes. Up until the time that he makes $100,000, $110,000 is the limit now at which you can no longer invest in a Roth. Exactly. So you take and give him the $5,000 and $5,000 and five, and over Equipment. time, mm -hmm. you look up and you say, well, in four years, you've given them $20,000, but if it's invested wisely. Correct, it will, you know, it will exponentially. Grow. It will grow, you know, and we invested in his case, mm -hmm. you know, when, when Facebook was- Just getting started. $8. Yeah. Today, Facebook is like $268, right? Exactly. So all of us on Facebook, some people are only hitting like, but some people are making money every time you every hit like. Exactly. Exactly, right? So I, I'm going to just say this last thing and I'm going to stop, Brother mm -hmm. Paul. But mm -hmm. the important thing in terms of the Roth is every year mm -hmm. from the time he was 22, which is like six years ago, that $5,000 has been added to. It keeps growing and it grows tax-free forever. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. You're not so there are no limitations on age or anything like that. Yeah. He's never going to have to pay Uncle Sam on anything what his on investments it. are. And right. by the way, you know, it's not his real uncle. Correct. <laughs> exactly. It's not Uncle Sam. <laughs> uncle Sam is not your real uncle, right? Exactly. So, so, so everything you mythical, can keep, mythical. Everything you can keep out of Uncle Sam's yeah. head, right? So the great thing about the Raw is if he gets to 30, mm -hmm. 32, 33, okay. and he's been invested, we've been investing this consistently, money. Uh -huh. Consistently, he cannot take that money out on a down payment on a house, house. without penalty. Correct. Without penalty. So now all so, of a sudden- So, so that's tax-free? Tax-free mm -hmm. without penalty. So now he has a house, he will yeah. have a house, and then the house is also accumulating equity. That's correct. So I'm encouraging And then he'll, he'll move in with equity already in it. Absolutely. Okay. So I've been encouraging my friends and my colleagues to, uh, to invest, to, to, to know, to, to educate yourself. There are so many tools on the internet. So now. many, so many. There are so many tools. And the other thing is that, you know, when, when, you're, when you start young, imagine if he never touches the $5,000 that I gave him six years ago, right? right. As now has grown, and say <laughs> almost 40 years later, he's 62. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? That's a lot and of money. $5,000 may have grown to, you know, just that $5,000 alone. Yeah, exactly. They have grown up to $100,000. Right. And you Com keep looking at those $5,000 each Increments. year. So, yeah. So, so he's I'm getting compound interest. Compound. So I'm encouraging uh, people who can't afford it. Mm -hmm. You know, remember, I couldn't afford it at the beginning. Right. So I'm not trying to talk over anybody's head. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is for those of us who can't afford it, 
What we need to do is we need to begin to transfer wealth well, to our kids now, yes. to our offspring now, because if it's in their name now, in a Roth, it grows tax-free. And, and, and so that's, that's like very, very important. So if you have a kid who just got out of college, a kid mm -hmm. is not making $110,000 a year, sure. you know, don't, don't, don't give the kid a, a, a car, right. you know, unless the kid is in Maryland and needs a car. There it is. <laughs> but in New York, the kid does <laughs> not need, need a car. Exactly. You know, my son does not need a car. So the $5,000 gold investment, the I stop there. Yes, and that's a great uh, segue as well because we don't have to be Warren Buffett, who's one of the masters of uh, real estate and stock investing, but we can start small. And, and as you stated, uh, it's, it's one of those aspects for you personally that you, before you started investing, you got the knowledge, you acquired the knowledge, and that's the most important part because you don't want to just invest in something and you don't really know what you're investing in, how to do it, and or where to go to do it. And as you stated, it, it, uh, you can put it in that legacy wealth category with your son about at $5,000 increments that he made periodically. And over time, the compound interest will, will kick in. But one of my experience has been that uh, when, once I received my uh, commission as a second lieutenant in the United States Air Force, I had, an, we all had an insurance agent that came to us and he said, hey, you know, you, you're, you're young. You know, I was 20, 21 at the time. I started insurance policy, get that insurance policy going, right? Whole life policy. Second thing, and that's also interest-free. Yes. And they, they take that money and invest that in, in uh, stocks as well. Yes. And then I was in the Air Force earning a consistent salary. Then after eight years, I decided, hey, I'm going to go to corporate world. I always wanted to go. Mobile oil came in. Mobile oil, Fortune 500 company, stock. See? Yes. And at the time I went in there, the stock wasn't valued that much because there was more competition between the oil and gas uh, industry. And so I got some stock in mobile oil company. And, and then, of course, they will match you uh, one for one in terms of how much you invest in there in the market. And that's how I really got my start. And then I came back in the Air Force and ultimately the Air Force came out with their version of a Roth retirement mm -hmm. plan. They had the regular retirement, but they also had the, a Roth type program offered to not only military, but to civilians as well. And so you get out there, you invest in stock. And nowadays uh, there are many apps out there. For example, I mentioned a little bit earlier about Robinhood happens to be one. There's another one called Nifty and I'm not endorsing either of them. I'm just letting people make them aware that there are some applications that, that people can go to. I think there's another one called Splash and many others. And so they have these platforms and some people think, well, you know, it's a lot, you have to have a lot of money to invest in stock. And one of them, you can invest $5 in a stock. Exactly. It won't get you that much, but at least it'll get you, get you in the door. And then as you it's go- in along, the door and get you to start educating Educating yourself. you. Because exactly. the education is as, as valuable as the investment. Investment itself, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so I see a lot of people on Facebook and they're investing through, through these different apps. And I think that's a great way to do it. You just have to know what you're doing. Yeah. That's the key. I always make a relationship uh, Dr. Davis with this, what products do you purchase and that you really like? Mm -hmm. And then I, I look at it to say, okay, I have on Adidas, right? 
And so I look at Adidas stock and say, okay, I like this. And uh, I look at everything, like you said, I look at who the president is, what are they projecting for the future, looking at the board of directors, what direction are they going in, and then make the decision, and then compare to others in that particular industry or that niche. So let's say sports apparel, as an example. Yes. And a lot of that you can find out through the professional athletes who are being sponsored by that. You know, right. NBA, NFL, whomever it happens to be, track and field, whoever it happens to be. And that's another way you can kind of measure where they are. And you can also know where they are by the commercials that they are promoting as well, because commercials tell you if they can afford these commercials, then they're projecting to do even more business. Exactly. And so what you said in terms of mm -hmm. if you look at Biden now, sure, you know, uh, Biden is talking about you know, environmental sustainability. Yes, so we it's know very important. that that has uh, implications for uh, the oil and gas. Industry. Oil and gas, absolutely. You have to look and see if that's a good investment, as opposed to a investment that may be in solar and wind, wind or electric or vehicles that may be in electrical vehicles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking about cars. Sure. There are so many trucks on commercial, the highway mm -hmm. that, industrial, uh, all of these packages back and yeah. forth. They're going to use the drone. Movement. There's a big movement now to really get electric trucks out there so that for we the, can for get the government. autonomous trucks that can drive themselves. Yes. So there are so many different uh, avenues to look at, but the critical thing, as you said, is we, we have to educate ourselves and we have to, we have to be patient. Cause sometimes, yes. you know, you have to understand, for instance, let's, let's look at something now. Sure. Uh, Carnival Cruise Line, Norwegian, yes. et cetera. Yes. Um, I'm not a cruise person. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of people who like to be on cruises. <laughs> Most everybody we know. <laughs> Almost everybody we know. <laughs> yeah, if we go back two years, January of 2019, Carnival pre-pandemic was at seventy dollars. Yes, a little over seventy dollars. Today, Carnival Cruise Line is at twenty-one dollars. Why? Oh yeah. Because of the pandemic, people are mm -hmm. not on cruises. But there's a lot of pit up demand, right? For sure. And so I'm not going to recommend. I'm not recommending Carnival Cruise to anyone. Exactly. But I'm just using this your as your own example. personal experience. Yes. Yeah. My, my own thing. What happened to me? I was looking at Carnival when Carnival was down to thirteen dollars in uh and uh. What about uh, beginning of December? Beginning of December, and I was saying, okay, so when am I going to buy Carnival? Sure. And I was waiting, and that Friday I waited, and that Monday morning before the market opened, uh, the Pfizer vaccine popped, was approved. And Carnival went up from $13 to $18 that morning before the market That's even opened. Confidence in the market. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And so I said, oh, God, let me get in here and get this now, right? Because hmm. I'm saying, okay. Carnival is not doing a big dance right now. Right. Carnival, yeah. I'm hoping that Carnival is going to dance next year in 2022. Sure. So sometimes if you're able to, sometimes you have to buy and hold. Right. right? So you, you get a forecast of where the market is going. Exactly. So I look and I know, and, and I look at Carnival and you have to look at 
you know, the CEO, you have to look at their, yes. their, uh, you know, their business sheet. Who is it? Shaquille O'Neal's out there promoting it. So you know something's up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And you have, to, you have to look at their balance sheet to see how much money they have in reserve. Uh -huh. Can they weather the storm of the pandemic? They were cash and heavy before the pandemic. Exactly. Yeah. So there are a lot of different factors that people need to look at. And so there are, you know, we talked earlier about... Um, like Motley Fool, I think we both right. the fool. Uh -huh. Fool, yes. as a tool uh -huh. to look at, you know, stock information. Yeah, I live three Fidelity. miles from them. Yes, Fidelity yeah. has it. Morningstar is Morning a excellent tool for rating stock. Stock absolutely. But just don't look at the rating if it's five or four stars. Right. Go in and look at what the analysts are saying. Yeah. What What are they saying? about this stock? What are they saying about the company? What are they mm -hmm. saying about the CEO? What are they saying about their competitors? All of these and then, things. And then things. looking at what the industry is forecasting as well. Now, I also want to make this not so complicated for sure. beginners. Uh -huh. So one of the things that's a little, that's a lot less complicated is to look at mutual funds, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And so mutual funds are a basket of stocks. Yes, so if you diversified. Buy Exactly. If you buy Fidelity Select Technology, for instance, mm -hmm. you're going to have uh, a certain percentage of the uh, money in that mutual fund that's going to be developed, devoted to Facebook, to uh -huh. Apple, to Google, to Amazon, so to high tech funds. companies. Uh -huh. So in essence, you could buy mutual funds and, and in effect be invested in these companies sure. but not, without taking as much risk and right. as you educate yourself, right? right? So you, you start with, you know, high quality mutual funds. Mm -hmm. Fidelity has very good ones. Vanguard 500 is set up to sort of match the exactly. uh, flow of the market. So if the market averages about uh, over a 10 year period, a return of about 9% a year, sure. then you know that in that nine years, if you, constantly put money in at the end of those nine years, it you're going to have keep growing. like double the amount of money in a, you invest in a low it. cost mutual fund. So the mutual fund is going to be less expensive than maybe paying $262 today to go into Facebook. Sure. And maybe you don't understand Facebook enough. You mm -hmm. understand in the terms of going on and hitting likes, but you don't understand Facebook in terms of what uh, Zuckerberg is planning now to do in terms of monetizing WhatsApp, mm -hmm. in terms of monetizing Instagram, True. you know, and those things. Uh, these are things that I look at because I, I am a Facebook investor. Exactly. So I want to know, I, I know that for my niece, basically at 28 years old, sure. she was able in a, in a seven year period, she was able, as I invested her, you know, cash her inheritance. Right. She was able to turn around and buy a condominium cash, all cash in Fort Lauderdale. Based on and just so, the uh, returns from the stock. Right. And still have more in stock that she started with before the investment, you know, before right. because they, the, va the valuation. Yes. So that was all profit. Mm -hmm. she, that was all profit. So it's not always like that. Sure. But it's, it's, it's critical to note that the last 10 years, 11 years have been the most 
bullish years in the stock market ever. Yes. But a lot of people got afraid in 2009 when the stock market went down at with the 40, great, with the great 40%. recession. Yes. But the educated folks mm -hmm. who have that financial literacy, yes. they looked and they said, oh man, I could not buy Apple at a cheaper price. I could not buy Google at a cheaper price. I could, and, and these are long, these companies are going to come back up. Oh, for sure. They're going to come back up. They will. And so they bought. So now if you want to buy a Google, which is Alphabet, you're oh, talking yeah. about a lot of money Man. per share. Because I think one, one time I saw it at about 800 per share, but I think it actually went above that. Yeah, yeah. Now it's it's, it's almost two thousand. Exactly. Yeah. I saw the other day. So mm -hmm. you got Amazon, all of these stocks. Oh yeah. I got Facebook when Facebook was seventeen dollars a share. Mm -hmm. You can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. So, but but I understood Facebook, which is the other thing that you were talking exactly. about. Exactly. Is yeah. that you got to know what you are investing in. Yes. So I understood Pinterest mm -hmm. because I was in Dubai and I was doing some uh, leadership consultants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, work in Dubai, some of the images from Pinterest in my presentation. Sure. And this was like in 2017, uh -huh. and I could not use it, 2017, 2018. So I said, man, I, I'm always trying to use Pinterest, but Pinterest was, they had copyrighted everything. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. That's what I noticed too, because I used to be on it. So what happened is, so when last year, when I looked and I saw Pinterest was 17, and I had read up on Pinterest, and Pinterest had only been out, you know, uh, I, I think about a year at that time. Don't quote me on that. But mm -hmm. at one time when it, the IPO came out, Pinterest, I think, had gone up to like uh, above $30. Exactly. It's $17 and it's down because in large part because of the pandemic. I looked and I said, you know, this is a very solid company. So I read mm -hmm. what the analysts are saying. Uh -huh. And I, from 17 dollars to 82 dollars since april of last year it's not going to always be that way i don't always hit a home run right. there are a lot of things that I've missed, out <laughs> I've missed out on zoom i've been using zoom since 2016 right a lot of time in africa so i had a subscription yeah. so i did not jump on the ipo for zoom so right. I, you know uh, I, I didn't jump on the IP off of Peloton. Right. <laughs> They're zooming now. So, <laughs> yeah. so there are things you miss out on. Sure. There are things that you're going to hit on. And sometimes and, they come back around. And there are going to be some things that you're going to lose on. Like right. I, I lost a bit on GE, uh -huh. right? But yeah. thank God I bought GE at a very low price. Mm -hmm. So I, when I lost, I lost like, you know, it wasn't like I was losing a lot of money sure. right. uh, because the, the price that I purchased it at right. was low. Uh -huh. But you look at all of the, the trends. Now they're saying GE is doing well. They're saying sure. Ford is going to do well. Uh -huh. You know, so you look at Ford, and Ford back in December was like $9. Today it's almost twelve dollars. Exactly. So that's almost a thirty. That's more than a thirty percent growth. It, who's giving you thirty percent in a cup? Now I was saying this, and I need to say this. I count. This is on paper, you know. Exactly. They, they say it's not real money until you take it out and use it, right? That's right. So, so when I take it out and I give it to my son uh -huh. for a Roth, when I give it to my two daughters for a Roth, right? 
I'm using so that money is locked in now. It's going to them. You see Correct. what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's not real money until Yo. you know, like some people would say, you know, oh man, I'm really rich on paper. Yeah, on paper. Yeah, but uh -huh. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that ain't reality, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But th but that's still again based on experience that you because you you made the analysis assessment. You win some. Sometimes you lose less, and then sometimes you might almost lose it all. But the bottom line is you understand because it's that aspect of being risk averse. You try to be as risk averse as possible because that's what banks do. When they give you a loan, they want to see what your credit, credit worthiness is. So if you're risky with a low score, then the likelihood of getting it is remote, but they may give it to you because they make so much interest on you as well but they're all risk averse and, and investing in stock is the same way. I lost 43% like sure. everybody else in 2009. Exactly. exactly. That's what I did. I looked at the best stocks in my portfolio. Sure. Recovery. More. Recovery you know, stocks. You know, Vanguard 500 is a great mutual uh, uh -huh. fund. Yes. Fidelity Magellan. Mm -hmm. this, this is me. I'm not saying sure. anybody should do but this exactly. is what I was saying to myself, Fidelity Magellan. So I bought more Vanguard, more Fidelity, more stocks in certain companies that exactly. I knew were going to do well. Uh -huh. And when I look back at two, by 2016, sure. my money uh, had, I had gained that 43% back plus almost another 100% in some of those uh, situations. Exactly. That's outstanding. Well, I'll tell you, uh, one thing I would like to do now, uh, just getting your perspective on the GameStop issue that just took place. Of course, GameStop is one of those um, uh, physical buildings that at the mall or different places like that. And they sell the videos, what have you, get different game, Xbox, etc. And of course, uh, they just became a, a hot commodity on the stock market. In other words, uh, Reddit, which was founded by, co-founded by Serena Williams' husband, Ohana, uh, people went on, on, on there and stated, hey, we, the, the stock market is saying that GameStop is going away. And they said, well, we're going to invest in that stock and we're going to try to knock the big guys down, the hedge fund manager with these billion dollar uh, hedge funds for investors. And for the most part, the stock went up 800%. I think now it's maybe 1,700% over the last six months. The hedge fund managers lost about $3 billion. Right. Yeah, over the last uh, several weeks. But Robinhood, and that's one of those applications I was talking about before about investing in stock, they stopped the amateur investors from investing because the hedge fund managers were taking a hit. Yep. And Robinhood took a hit too. Robinhood took a hit as well because, of course, they have to go to go go to Congress and explain who made the decision to stop allowing the average man or woman on the street from investing in GameStop. Who did that? And in fact, it was Robinhood who did that because they were really kind of cutting the losses of the head fund managers. What they were doing, yeah. Here's, here's my take on that. Sure. Uh, I did not get into GameStop because mm -hmm. I don't believe in chasing. Sure. In the stock market, a rocket. Like, yeah. You know, in a rocket that is, you know, there's a such thing as a bubble. Yes. So GameStop was bid up to a level that made it equivalent in terms of its market value to the market value of Delta Airlines. Got it. And, and GameStop is not making a penny. That's right. right? 
In fact, sure. it was on the verge of bankruptcy. So a lot of this was artificial. Sure. And so they said that some of these investors were looking to, because the hedge funds were saying, okay, say GameStop was $6 at the time. They were betting that it was going to go down to $4. Sure. But then all of a sudden it's up to $10 or $20, $30, 50 and then right on and up. I'm thinking it up almost $400. Yeah. These hedge funds had to cover. So now they had to go back instead of, been able to uh, purchase at $4, which they sure. thought they were going to be able to do, they right. now have committed themselves to purchasing these shares that are now artificial $200, $300. Exactly. So some of the people were saying this was about sticking it to the man. To, let me, right. let me to the hedge fund, man. The, hedge fund, man. <laughs> the big investors. So the, the hedge funds, they learned and they adjusted. And exactly. Koss company, K-O-S-S, yes. was one of the companies, companies that they bid up. It's like the stereo headphones. To the man, right? Uh -huh. And guess what the Koss family, which owns 75% of the stock did? What did they do? They cashed out. They, they wow. earned $40 million in a week. Not bad. So it was artificial. So the man was making money. See, the oh, man yeah. is going to... This is capitalism, right? <laughs> exactly. It's going to make money. The yeah. question is, are you? Correct. Right? Are you? Yes. No. And, and they can afford to invest in like that. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're inflating the stock and it's family owned. Right. And then all of a sudden the family catches in because the family say, oh, they know. Worth that. I'm going to cash in now. Absolutely. Up from what, $30 to $100? I know sure. we're not worth that. It's $100. We're going to sell. It's I'm not into the GameStop. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not anybody who is. I right. Anyone, please, uh, purchase AMC. Right. He told me this week. Mm -hmm. He lost money. In I mean, he lost money in AMC. Got it. So, this, so yeah. I'm saying educate just Know what you're investing in. Mm-hmm. Be wise about buying low. Exactly. Understand when it's time to hold and when it's time to fold, right? Exactly. <laughs> you got to understand when it's time to hold and when it's time to fold. Oh, yes. And those are some basic principles in terms of investment. And the other thing is, finally, I say this because I know our time is up. Sure. A lot of people have equity in the market. They have, they have pension funds, et cetera. Uh and a lot of that money is just sitting there. Right. They don't, they're not really investing it wisely. Uh -huh. They may even have credit cards sure. and they're at 30, 40, $50,000 of credit card debt. Sure. And they're paying 17, 18, 19,000. Interest. Mm -hmm. in instead of looking at the capital that you have in your pension fund, getting a pension loan, Yes. right? Yes. Which if you get a pension loan, as I have at, at uh -huh. times, for eight and a quarter percent, when I did the math, if you get a pension loan for eight and a quarter percent, if you look at your payments over a two-year period, you're actually you paying cover four to five percent because right. you're paying every month and every dollar that you pay on that loan is going back into what your pension. Pension, exactly. So that is a real big tool that a lot of people, and exactly. I'm talking about people who are not poor. I'm talking about people who are middle class. Sure. They don't, they don't even know that tool is there. Uh, to be uh -huh. used that wise. And, and a lot of them have the pension. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, the pension fund could be used also in terms of down payments sure. or houses. Um, 
if they're going to buy a vehicle, if they have to buy a vehicle, they can always get it from there as well because the, the rate is going to be lower. Yes. Brother Paul, when you buy a vehicle and you're in New York City, you don't buy a Jaguar. No. Even if you can afford it, you don't buy a Mercedes. You get a you basic know, vehicle. You got to park it on the street or in the garage and they're going to spend it up. That's, yeah, and $50 a day for parking minimum. <laughs> <laughs> With the investment. Absolutely. You know? I, like I said, I used to teach my son, he said, why are we driving a Camry? Why don't we get some fancy car? I uh -huh. said, yeah, if I was out there running around with some mischief, I would have me a, I would have me a Maserati. I could afford one, but guess what? Exactly. This Camry is the right thing for now. <laughs> That's right. It's dependable. You know, when you get in at the start, the gas mileage is great, and nobody's going to try to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> Good for it too. It was a good car. Oh yeah. Car. Oh yeah. Toyota. It's, no, it's not a Mercedes. For sure. But that's just the name. <laughs> well, I tell you, this has been really a great session here, and we know that uh, people going to learn a lot from this one. And this, of course, is coming on the heels of the real estate investment uh, session that we had last week. And so we have future sessions coming up and we're going to plan those out before we announce them because we still have 52 weeks of this year. We're going to hold, still have a fairly ways to go. We have 47 weeks to go, uh, Dr. Davis, 47. We're just going to have to come up with some creativity. And as the market shifts, as a result of the new, the Biden administration, we'll be able to learn more and, and see how everything filters out, especially for the economy. But you, you, made one great point there in terms of the vehicles and Ford. I believe uh, President uh, Biden, he's putting in to have electric vehicles, cars and trucks over the next 30 years. Yeah. And, and so that's going to change the dynamic with the oil and gas industry in and of itself. But they'll probably be a part of it at some point where they'll probably uh, shift over their industry into that where they can still fuel that as well, so exactly. to speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Exxon has been invested in um, sure. uh, green energy. Green energy, while. yes. They still want to hold on to this fossil sure. fuel. Yes. And, uh, but guess what? 15 years from now, 20 years from now. We won't have it. <laughs> it'll be in the ground. And it, a it's lot of it's going to be staying in the ground because the world is moving. Yeah. We have to understand the economy and what's moving in the economy. And now you have a lot of uh, corporations like Amazon sure. is committed to yeah. environmental security. Absolutely. So it's a lot of stuff is traveling on Amazon and Amazon is saying we're going to go to zero emissions. Zero emissions. So there are ways yeah. they're going to do that, but I'm not going sure. to get into that now because we're at the end of right. this. Yeah. But uh, we have to understand what's going on in the economy because the economy not just impacts our pocketbook, it also affects our health, our health, yeah. our lifestyle, our well-being. Yes, you know, like people are invested in, mm -hmm. in Southern Florida, for instance, sure. and you know they're saying forty years. Uh, yes, Miami's going to be most of it underwater. underwater. Yeah, because so the sea level rise. You say you got to educate yourself. You're sure. not in this, so you say, "Oh, hey, I'm not going to live forty years." But guess what? Legacy, right? Legacy, exactly. Somebody in your family is going to live 40 years. Yeah. yeah. And you want that property to have value. Sure. Yeah. Know? And yeah. all the people, they say so many people in Miami now, what are they doing? Because of the rising seas, yes. they're moving into little Haiti. Exactly. You know, they're moving into the hood. They're, exactly. they're moving in the hood uh -huh. because they're trying to get to high ground. Yes. 
All righty then. Well, this takes care of this session, uh, Dr. Davis, and I really appreciate and, and the Wealth Academy podcast community appreciates all of the wisdom, knowledge, and expertise that you provide. And again, we have a disclaimer that we're not recommending any stock or anything of that nature, investment instrument uh, on our real estate session, nor this stock session. We're just giving it to you from our own personal perspective. You can do the research on your own or get a financial planner or go to an investment firm to assist you. But uh, we're just here to try to make a difference uh, for the uh, mom and pops that are out there, the small business owners and, and individual, the children, so it can help them out. So thank you very much, uh, Dr. Davis, and for all you in the listening community. Uh, this takes care of week seven of our Enter to Win uh, free money coaching session. And uh, it's been a great one. This, this is one right here for the ages right here. So we wanna encourage everyone, have your family, friends, colleagues uh, to all listen to this particular episode. So my time is up and I thank you for yours. My name is host Paul Lawrence Van. And of course we have Dr. Uh, Davis with us today, Davis Sr. Askia Davis Sr. And we really appreciate all that he does as well. So Dr. Davis, have a great day and a great week, my friend. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a good listening. day, everyone. And we'll see you, will you on find the, next the show notes for session. links to everything day. that Bye. was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes. 